Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Well, hello, everybody. It is the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby, and uh, this is a show about small nonprofits doing great big things. And boy, do we have a treat for you today because we have a very tiny nonprofit doing very big things. In fact, as of recording of this podcast, uh, they are only 60 days old. Is it a, a matter of two months old? It's a baby nonprofit, and we're so excited to have them on because they have some big, hairy, audacious goals. They're going to be uh, doing some amazing things. I won't spoil it for you because we're going to introduce our guests. Uh, I would like you to, uh, to welcome uh, not only the uh, founder, but the president and the CEO, uh, Justin Blue of uh, Pangea Enterprises. Justin, how are you today? Patrick, I'm doing great. Uh, I want to thank you for bringing me onto the podcast. Like we spoke earlier, this is uh, my first time ever being on a podcast. And I am excited. I'm very excited to have you on there too. So listeners, uh, watch this because I guarantee you Justin's going to be on about a million of these things in the future. <laughs> and we're going to claim him as our first. So uh, <laughs> kudos to you. Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit. Somebody's tuning in for the first time and they're really excited about listening to somebody who's never done a podcast before. Uh, talk about their organization. What is Pangea Enterprises? How did it start? Kind of give us the who, what, where, when, why on your organization. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as listeners hear me more often, they'll realize that uh, raw truth is kind of how I communicate. So being able to communicate about the reality of mental health is kind of the basis of, of Pangea. Nice. Uh, it was established because uh, I had some inner workings with um, – the behavior health unit here on base uh, as I was making my transition out of the military and didn't have the exact experience that I was looking for. So after talking to my fiance about uh, my experiences, she made the notion of, well, it would be nice if, uh, you know, Marines specifically, cause I'm a Marine, uh, mm -hmm. Marines would have an external place they could go for community support. And right then and there, I was like, Oh yeah, great. Um, we're going to start a nonprofit. And she was like, uh, what? <laughs> and then two weeks later, uh, we applied for our incorporations here in the state of California. And now we are currently pending our 501c3. Nice job. So you're talking mental health uh, for military veterans, uh, first responders? Yes, yes. And so um, our, our community that we're looking to serve is going to be military, both active and veteran status. Uh, first responders and family members. Oh, um, nice. And a lot of times that's because, you know, people forget about the family members and how much they actually sacrifice when they're, you know, supporting us as we serve the nation. Outstanding. And so how, what do you see as the need that you're filling? Uh, you know, I mean, there, of course, there's some services, right? Uh, what, what's the need that you said, you know what, it, it, the nonprofit's the way to go. We're going to get it done this way, and uh, and what was the what was the impetus for that as a as a decision making tree? Uh, really, just looking to serve as um, the crossroads between personal and professional development and the mental health conversation. Um, 
whenever you say the phrase mental health to someone, it's the big elephant in the room that people don't necessarily want to talk about. But the reality is, is as our service members, um, you know, deploy, come back, integrate into the families and subsequently transition out of military service. Um, and likewise for, you know, our first responders who are serving those long hours and sacrificing their bodies to the, you know, protecting and serving our, our citizens, um, the, their mental health dwindles and, and it, and it takes, you know, it takes a hit and it takes a beating. And so, um, really want to focus on that personal professional development through coaching vice, uh, the, the traditional method that you would see with therapists and, uh, therapy techniques. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's funny in, in conversations with a, with a bunch of uh, recent non recent conversations with nonprofits that uh, sort of involve veterans to just take something out of civilian life and say here after a bunch of years in the military where you have a certain way of thinking and a certain way of doing congratulations, you're now citizens rather than military. So enjoy all of these citizens and what normal folks go through with all these services and enjoy that. And, and the transition is a little awkward because that's not the life that you've led for so many years in service, right? And so th- is this sort of a gap Absolutely. to sort of communicate in a language that active duty and even veterans would understand? Is that kind of the goal there too? Absolutely. Absolutely. We really want to uh, be a resource where we connect those in need, uh, you know, whether it be for professional certification or educational advancement, uh, but also bringing in the flavor of how is all of this affecting your mental health? Because we know the abyss that exists between active duty uniform service and a private sector life, you know, being a normal civilian again, uh, that abyss is where um, depression and anxiety reside. And I've spoken to numerous um, members, a lot of friends that I have over the years that have transitioned out. You know, we sit and we talk about some of the experiences that they've been through. And I mean, this is a common trend. And it's very hard for large organizations uh, to attack this problem because you, you kind of lose the human dimension the larger you get. So, um, yeah. I like that. As a young organization, uh, you've got some baby steps that you need to get in before you sort of run, before you sort of sprint, before you marathon. Yep. But even at your infancy, um, organizations like yours have big dreams and goals and, and the things that you'd love to plan to do in the future. What is, what is your organization, what does Pangea uh, look like in the future? And what are some of those goals that you've been planning and, and sort of uh, future casting, if you will, uh, for the next couple of years? What does it, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So the, the next two years we're looking at, uh, doing all the administrative stuff, getting the 501 C three process established and then getting our initial grant proposals out there to, uh, our, you know, collab collaborative partners. But then, you know, down the road, we're also piloting student chapters at universities, uh, and then approaching the student veterans and, you know, approaching them with leadership opportunities as, as Pangea ambassadors. And then, you know, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, the long-term vision really is to expand to other uh, countries, uh, mm. Australia, UK. Uh, a lot of these service members fought right alongside of our, you know, us 
in many wars for many years. And now they're at home and they have the same situations that we have here. So while we're serving the American community right now, we would also like to remember those members who fought alongside of us and serve them as well. There's nothing more uh, uh, big, hairy, and audacious as a goal to go from <laughs> local to global yeah, in a decade. Absolutely. And I applaud that energy uh, for sure. You know, there's a lot of nonprofits, there's a lot of organizations that, uh, that deal with mental health, mental wellness, uh, a lot of veteran groups, uh, et cetera. Mm. What does uh, Pangea do that is different? What sets you apart? What's that um, point of difference of an organization? What are you doing differently that makes you unique? Yeah, I, uh, that's a fantastic question. Uh, often a question that I get a lot when I present this you know, large idea to people. Yeah. And really, I think what makes Pangea different is our ability to keep the human dimension intact while approaching the mental health conversation from a personal uh, development uh, coaching perspective, vice the therapy and uh, as we say in the military, you know, the wizard, uh, that's what they're often referred to, um, the psychologist, uh, you know, instead of approaching it from that perspective, we're coming from the uh, perspective of we've experienced it ourselves because we are members and we are veterans and we've survived it. And now we want to show you how you can survive it as well. So it's, it's, it's thinking <laughs> at this macro level of this is the amount of good that we're going to do from even a global scale, but we're going to work in the micro. We're going to work on the details and maintain that we're not going to be this massive um, body that forgets who it's dealing with and sort of that, that sort of, that sort of scale look. Absolutely. Um, one of the big things I've noticed a lot when I'm talking to veterans who are going through these mental health issues is they, they feel inundated through with these large organizations and all this paperwork that you have to do to just get the help. Um, and you know, you have to go through virtual assistant after virtual assistant. But I want to present something where we have ambassadors who are connected with Pangea that you can pick up the phone and, and call in your time of need. Mm -hmm. Vice, you know, applying and waiting 60 days to hear, hear back from this large organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, crazy. Um, you're relatively new, but that doesn't mean that you haven't had successes out of the gate. Because I, I think a lot of uh, nonprofits you know, gauge themselves by, we raised a billion dollars and we're going to do this. And, and, <laughs> and some documented successes don't necessarily have to, you know, hit grand slams out of the gate. And it depends on your perspective and the thing. So, you know, what are some of the, the successes that you've had already um, as, a, as a brand new organization out of the gate to sort of build upon uh, for success after success after success? Uh, fantastic question. And I'm excited to say that we are preparing to issue our first Pangea scholarship. Um, yeah, so a little story, uh, a Marine that I came in contact with him and his wife, uh, him and I were talking about some issues that they were having at home. And uh, I decided to send him down for a coaching session to try to get to the root problem of it. Uh, long story short, the root problem really is his wife doesn't feel like she's contributing to the household. Um, and turns out she actually dropped out of high school 
when she had their first child, which subsequently he joined the military, started his career. And now um, she's she doesn't have her high school diploma and she's at home. So what we want to do is after speaking to uh, the Marine after a couple of times, uh, we decided that we were going to help her do an online high school diploma program. And we were going to fund the scholarship and the tuition fees for that. And then subsequently, we were going to lead her through uh, a few coaching sessions and then help place her in a job along the way, teaching her uh, communication skills, resume writing, interview techniques, uh, things of that nature. So here in the next 30 days, we're looking to issue that, that scholarship for the first time. That's, that's really great impact out of the gate. I mean, I think that's really good. And it also speaks to that sort of uh, you're, you're looking at the mel- mental wellness, but you're also understanding that this is a family affair as well, not just a, an active duty sort of, uh, you know, first responders, veteran sort of issues. It's those who are on that outer circle, too, that are affected by a lot of these items. And uh, what a fun and interesting way to start. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what a great story to start with. It's not about us. It's about those that were uh, circling around. That's great. Well, yeah. outside, outside of that, you know, because we can't tell, we already kind of celebrated that, but we like to celebrate <laughs> uh, some wins uh, here on the official Do Good Better podcast, whether they're big or small or everything in between. So um, what can we cheer about and what can we help you cheer on today? Any big win or small win or anything in between? What has Pangea done that we get to celebrate with? So I would have to say that in the next three months, I am taking a trip to Australia to meet a Australian army veteran who would like to collaborate with Pangea Enterprise. Um, And while this is still very, very new, um, Pangea, I mean, really, I would just like to celebrate it because, I mean, they're on the other side of the world and already... We have individuals who who align with what we're aiming to accomplish here and want to partner with us. I think to me, that's a huge success. You know, I almost thought it was crazy to think that you weren't going to go global here in the next decade. Now I'm really concerned that you're going to go global in the next six months. And <laughs> that big, hairy, audacious goal seems like a universal kind of bit now. That's great. <laughs> Um, you, you could not have gotten this far or this aggressively uh, proactive as it, as it pertains to sort of mental wellness, mental health with, with your organization. And there's a lot of people that probably got you uh, and helped you get to where you wanted to go. Um, who's somebody or a group or a couple of people that uh, you want to give a shout out to that we can say, hey, thank you for doing awesome things uh, that help Pangea get to where it is right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um I will have to say, first and foremost, I just want to give a plug to my fiance Jasmine. She is my number one supporter. Uh, and even on those late nights when I'm trying to figure out what it means to program a website, um, she's right there rubbing my back, helping me in any way possible. Um, and really, as far as partners go, uh, Alexander Astoyek at Black Eagle Designs, um, 10-year Marine Corps veteran, Uh, started Black Eagle Designs right as he was transitioning out. And he has been a huge supporter for our first Pangea scholarship. Um, We speak often. And every time I talk to him, it's only positive words. And it's only reminders that I can accomplish the things that I'm setting my mind to. So Alex has been crucial when it comes to support. 
All right. That is, uh, that's a, those are, those are great too. That's a great to uh, good bit. And you know, again, it's interesting that those are your partners are also your biggest cheerleaders. And uh, I think that helps. I think that helps, especially in a startup mode where again, you're wearing a thousand different hats and not knowing what the heck to do in half of them, uh, that you've welcomed with a nonprofit club. You, this, you've been baptized by fire here in all things nonprofit. Um, this, a part of the show that I really like is providing any sort of value that I can give as far as fundraising goes. So um, if there is a fundraising question you might have or uh, something that I can help you out as it pertains to fundraising, shoot, I'm here to help. Uh, the floor is yours for any questions you might have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as a micro nonprofit, it's very hard. You mean, you mentioned it earlier. It's very hard to show the type of progress that large potential large donors would like to see. Mm-hmm. So as we begin to uh, work on the grant proposals after our 501 C three determination comes back, mm-hmm. uh, what are some key elements, key things I can look at to kind of get the ball rolling in that aspect? Right. Really, really, really good question. And in fact, I would not even uh, start with uh, grants, too. This applies to individuals, supplies to businesses, etc. I would start having a conversation sitting next to individuals who might be interested in what you're doing and really ask them um, and have a conversation with the gaps that you're going to be providing. Asking them the questions, did you know, I, I, I just would like to have a conversation with you about some of these gaps. Did you know these gaps existed, which they probably don't? Um, they probably assume that there's a, a massive database of veterans as soon as you get out of the military <laughs> and it's very nice and neat and orderly and everybody works yeah. together in the same sandbox, right. which is 100% not true. And, and really where I think the general public does, especially uh, individuals who are not military related but have a, a, a strong sense of either patriotism or gratitude for those who have served or who are serving – to explain to them that there isn't the straight line of services and there are gaps and that what you will be doing is providing it. So really your vision casting here, you're really sort of telling them a story on why you exist and then asking them the question instead of, hey, would you give me some money? It's, hey, would you be interested in supporting what we're doing? That's your first line of, of communication. I think providing value and, and proof of concept and then storytelling and then success stories, even if it's examples of individuals who may not be directly tied to your organization, but examples of like, hey, organizations that do this are successful. This is exactly the sort of blueprint we're going to be using here locally before we go global, of course. Um, and this is the type of cost it has. That's relatable enough that I think you can begin to sort of tell the story on why it's important that you exist and what impact that you're going to make. Um, so I'd be really relatable and ask them stories uh, or, or, or tell them stories and then ask them questions about what they know and would they be interested in uh, helping and supporting. And that doesn't mean just monetarily. That means time, talent, and treasure. So would they tell their friends? Would they introduce you to people who are maybe uh, empathetic to veterans issues to have conversations about what your goals are because you might find within those conversations and having coffee and lunch and everything in between people tying that together and saying I think what you're doing is interesting keep me posted build that database and then keep them updated on your progress the entire time the donations will come 
Uh, it's just getting your story out and telling it in a way that people can kind of translate to. That's going to be your first big step. Okay. I love absolutely. it. That's I fantastic. love it. Well, <laughs> thank you. Th- absolutely. Well, thank you for being on the show. And this is ironically, this is the end of the <laughs> yeah. show in the podcast. It goes very quick here on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> Um, and this is the point in the show where um, the floor is yours. How can if people are listening for the first time and they're looking at um, you, Justin, and they're saying this story about Pangea and the reason why you're getting involved and you're, you're humanizing the process of either mental wellness or mental health. Um, they find you intriguing and uh, they want to help. How do they get a hold of you? How do they help and, and what can they do? to support you. The floor is yours. Use it as promote anything you've got. How about that? <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, uh, we are on all social media platforms so we can be found. Our Facebook group can be found Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Uh, we also, you can find us at our website at uh, Uh That's spelled P A N G A E A enterprise.org. Um, and yeah, just join the community, uh, join in the conversation, engage with one another. Uh, you don't necessarily have to engage with me, but if you're engaging with the other people, uh, that's ultimately the goal is to get individuals talking to individuals. Um, and yeah, I would be more than thrilled if, if our listeners would be willing to, uh, donate to our first scholarship. Um, the goal right now is $1,000. That's what we're, we're looking for right now. We're sitting at the 650 mark, so not too far to go. Um, and then, yeah, just keep posted. We have a blog on our website, uh, that I will be communicating and engaging with our audience more and more there. Um, and just get in the conversation because that's what it's all about through, uh, communication comes healing. And of course, all that information is going to be in the show notes below. So check it out. And again, if you've got a giant sack of cash sitting around, I think you know where to go. You call yeah. Justin up and give him a for this a wonderful cause. Justin, thank you so much for being on the official Do Good Better podcast. Hey, congratulations. You got your first podcast in the hopper. You did it. Ah, yeah. It was great. Patrick, thank you so much for having me. Kudos to you, my friend, and uh, best of luck. And thank you so much for what you do and for uh, veterans and active duty uh, individuals who are helping serve this country. Uh, you're doing a great service for uh, for them uh, as they do a great service for us. So thank you for being on the show. And uh, hey, we'll talk soon. Thanks, everybody, for the official Do Good Better podcast. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.